Hey, welcome to the show today. This is Holistically Hope with Rachel Pontillo, and I am your host, Rachel Pontillo, and today I welcome the formidable Melinda Koss. Melinda is widely credited with pioneering the cold process soap making movement in Europe, and in the 1990s, she created what became the largest handmade soap company in the UK. Melinda is also the best selling author of 27. That's right, you heard me. 27 internationally published books on crafts, including three dedicated to soap making. She now runs business training and mentoring programs for skincare entrepreneurs, taking them on a journey that she took herself all the way from the kitchen to major international distribution. I know for a lot of my students and clients, that is the dream. That is what they are working towards. So I am really, really excited to share with you today Melinda's tips for gaining confidence to take that next step and turn your skincare products into a business. Hi Melinda, thank you so much for joining us today. Hello Rachel, lovely to be here. Wonderful. I'm really excited to have you on the show because you cover an area that I know a lot of my students have concerns about once they know how to make products, then what do they do next to actually make yeah. it a business? So that's what we're going <laughs> to dig into today. And um, I know um, we talked about how, you know, I reach a lot of estheticians and other types of holistic service providers who work with skincare clients on either a treatment type basis or a consultative basis. And... Um, a lot of them are really interested in either doing very gentle, kind of simple DIY, and some of them are into really wanting to have their own line that would be more of a customized experience for their clients. So right. what steps, if someone, obviously, they got to learn how to make products first and they have to come up with their formulas, but once they've done all of that, what steps do you recommend that estheticians take if they are interested in turning their own DIY products and treatments into something that they would actually sell to clients? Okay. Well, the first thing I think that they need to decide on is their route to market. So they've got to decide if they just want to sell through their salons or if they want to sell to retailers or online or what is the best route for them. Um, secondly, I think the most important thing is they have to decide that they're serious mm. because there is a fair amount of legislation involved in selling products and it and it alters according to where in this great big world that we can reach now we are um, so you know there is a financial commitment to make and as with anything it's a highly competitive area Certainly. so I think the first thing they have to do really is to look at themselves at their treatments at what they're known best for and focus on what their unique selling point is going to be um, I would think in the case of esthetics, I, I can never get my tongue around that word. I know, word. it takes a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the case of esthetics, I think it's also important that they are prepared to put themselves forward and to become the sort of star behind their product because that in turn would build their clientele. And if they get out there known for this product range as well as being known for the treatments that they're giving – that's a huge plus. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, I, I love what you just said there. I mean, really showing up and being the star behind their brand, that is something yeah. that is not always easy for people, but 
it is necessary if this is something that you want to do. So that's really solid. So, all right. If somebody already is really good at making products, I know, I know when I first started, I made amazing products for my skin and I always told people my skin doesn't like anything else anymore. It won't use anything else because my products are so great and they're so perfect for me. And it was all amazing. But I know for me, I was afraid to start making products for other people because I was afraid I would screw it up or, you know, when, when you're doing something like making products and especially if, um, there's some bit of cosmetic chemistry involved with preservation and emulsification and all that, there might be a little bit of fear. I think we're all willing to experiment on ourselves, but when it comes to actually getting the products out to other people, it can be a little bit scary. So how do you recommend people kind of step into that confidence that's necessary to actually be able to sell products to other people, especially when people tell them all the time, oh, you should sell your products, you should sell your products? Well, I think it, I think it requires the same amount of confidence as it does to treat people as an esthetician. I mean, if you use, I'm assuming that the majority of your um, uh, followers would want to produce natural products. Yes, absolutely. Rather, rather than scientific products. So um, there's not a lot that you can go wrong with. I mean, you need to understand the oils and the, the ingredients that you're using. And if you don't, you need to find a formulator who does. And that's not necessarily a bad route because it just adds um, credibility um, to the brand, basically, and to the product itself. But, um, it, I, I mean, how do you find the confidence? Um, you get people to try it. You get people to test it. I mean, I'm assuming here that nothing harmful is going to be put into these skincare products. Right. I think it's just a matter of taking that leap to put yourself out there and start starting to get it into the hands of other people. So, well, but you do you're doing that by offering your service. You know, you've taken the first step. This is simply once you've taken that first step and you've set up a practice and you're receiving money for for what you do, then it's it's a natural second step um, to want to make more of that and to build on your reputation. I mean, I I I see life (laughs) very philosophical. I'm not at all woo woo, but I see life. We're dropped threads and we pull on them and we follow them and we see that where they're going to take us. So the fact that somebody has made the choice to care for people, care for their skins, give them treatments, they've just got to pull a little bit harder to discover that they can monetize products that um, they would use normally to do this. Um, So one thing worked why shouldn't the second thing work i mean you carried fear fear of what what do you what what are you frightened of are you frightened that if you treat somebody you're going to harm them or damage them but i probably know because you're fully in command of what you're doing and the same goes for the products you have to understand your oils i think you have to feel confident about what you're going to put in these products but beyond that um you just take the leap you know, it's, you t- I'm living proof of that. You take the leap. <laughs> I think that's so important because even after people have had a lot of education and professional experience, I feel like 
there is always it, there always is some level of self doubt. Do I know enough? Am I qualified? Should I be doing this? So what you're saying is, well, if you're already giving people <laughs> spa treatments, then absolutely you're already yeah. qualified. So I think that's that's a great point. Thank you for saying that. I mean, I, th I think another really important issue is that if you're in any sort of if you've created any sort of service business, you have to look for opportunities where you can. Um, monetize what you're doing because otherwise it's going to be dependent on you until the end of time right. and it's very very difficult to grow out of your little tight community and um, product gives you the opportunity to do that um, especially in this magical time when we can reach the whole world because right. um, and I think also another huge um, potential uh, advantage is that you can create product for all sorts of different skin types and ethnic groups and that's something that you might not do um, because you're dealing just with your local community so this gives you the opportunity to use your knowledge in a much broader way I think that's really valid because estheticians do have a deeper level of knowledge than other people who might be working with skincare products so yeah there really is that opportunity to target more specific populations that, like you said, ethnic skin types, eth ethnic skin tones. Um, I know there's a lot of different blog posts going around these days about how underserved those populations yes. really are in cosmetics, not only in color cosmetics, but also in skincare. Yeah, so yeah, so. it really is an opportunity to use an esthetician's training and professional expertise to deliver more targeted solutions for many different more niches yeah and i mean you have you you have the perfect platform to promote to promote the products on and you can build your own clientele alongside building your product brand i mean the right. two go hand in it's a matter of marketing it, it i could talk about marketing all day but it's a matter <laughs> it's a matter of building a persona um, building a proper marketing plan and interacting the two so that they are equally strong and both both businesses would benefit from from that. There's a real advantage. I mean, you have a tangible product that encapsulates what you do, what you believe, and you have the ability to sell it without being there every day and selling it by the hour. Right. A huge advantage. So I know we don't have hours to talk about marketing, but I do want to talk about it a little bit because obviously there's a ton of competition out there in the natural skincare product world, and that's just continuing to grow and grow and grow, which is a great thing because that means that what people who are writing blogs and spreading all this awareness are doing, it means that it's working. So that makes me really happy when I do see more competition, but I do certainly understand how somebody entering into that market could feel a little bit lost, a little bit like a very small fish in a very large sea. And I know you are a huge advocate for niche branding. Very much so. And I know that many estheticians also do specialize in certain niches. You might have one that specializes in acne, one that is more for teenagers and families, one that is for menopausal or postmenopausal women. So they're already familiar with niching down and targeting a specific clientele, how would you say people can turn a niche interest or specialty into a solid, solid niche brand 
that actually sells? Well, it's about the language that you use in your branding and where you get your your product seen, obviously. I mean, again, we have the internet. So there are, if you took the menopausal scenario, there, I'm, there, I'm sure that there are lots and lots of, I'm well past that, but I'm sure there are lots and lots of Facebook groups that deal specifically, are set up to help women that, in fact, I'm working with a client who's producing one right now, um, who are um, targeting information to menopausal women well if you have people talking about your product on groups like that and to bloggers particularly and shops it's very interesting because um many of the big store groups certainly in europe are now taking their lead from bloggers so they're stocking according to what you know a, a blogger's response to a particular product wow which is extraordinary powerful yeah. So so that actually means that you can, if you understand internet marketing or, and a, a lot of younger people do far more than I, I ever did, um, it's a really, really cost effective way of reaching, of getting your word out there. And if you don't understand internet marketing, then you find someone who does. Right. And there are lots of freelancers out there that can help you with that. So it's about identifying exactly who your ideal client is, talking directly to your ideal client with your branding and your language. It's really important that you're talking in their language. Mm -hmm. So buying up magazines that just to get a gist, you know, that that target market would buy just to get a gist of how people communicate, um, putting together a really good social media campaign. You can, I mean, you also have your practice, which is a fabulous way of um, uh, broadcasting what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, local radio, local press, um, all these things, getting the right people talking about your product, having key influencers talk about your product. That's really, really powerful. Definitely. And on top of that pile is celebrity endorsement. Mm. But, you know, often we all know people, we all know influencers. They might not be um, the, what do they call them, the Kalashnikovs. What do they call them, that family? Oh, my goodness, the uh, Kardashians. (laughs) Yeah, they might not be the Kardashians. But it's very interesting. If you have the right that you can, if you stop and think about it, you will find the right person to talk about your products. And word of mouth spreads very quickly as it would have done when you're building up your practice it's the same theory right so it's it's really kind of another example of just translating what it is that you're already doing into this extension yeah but you're producing something solid out of all your experience and you're getting it out there i mean the other thing is to do ebooks about the products and why you chose the ingredients and things like this. So you you need to be passionate about what you're doing with everything. If you're passionate about what you're doing, the rest is is mechanics. That's a really good way to look at it because I know a lot of people who are super passionate and creative, they get caught up kind of in the mechanics and executing these plans. But as you said, if you don't know how to do something, hire it out. There are plenty of people available to help. But what I really want to um, reinforce what you said about the importance of speaking your client's language and speaking in your client's language. Estheticians have quite a lot of scientific background in their training. And 
clients don't. So oftentimes if they're trying to yes. explain something, yes. they might use industry jargon and yeah. the client might say, oh, okay. And if it, it's one thing, if you're actually in the treatment room with someone, with someone and you can demonstrate what you're talking about, but when you're marketing, when you're reaching the masses, when you're casting a net out, even if you're trying to attract a certain specific kind of fish, we'll use that analogy. Yeah. You've got to use the right bait for that fish. And yeah. that is meaning, you know, what is that? What words does that client use to express what it is that they need? And yeah. instead of responding in, in industry jargon, yeah, finding a way to speak that language. So that was a really great point. So I want to wrap up by obviously um, inviting you to share kind of more about what you do. I know you have a wonderful coaching practice for makers, for soap mm -hmm. makers and cosmetic makers. And um, I know you are kind of a legend in the soap making oh. world. And I'm very <laughs> excited that you wanted to join us today. But I mean, you've written numerous books and you have so many resources available for people who are just getting started. Mm -hmm. Um, I run a I, I run a program. I run a sixteen week mentoring program um, where I hold somebody will come to me with a with an idea and a real burning desire to turn that idea into a product that's going to sell. That, that's that's my cutoff point. If I don't feel that people are passionate um, and really committed to it, then I, I won't work with. I only work with eight people on my program individually, but I only take on eight people. Um, so basically it's 16 weeks and we Skype every week and they get uh, modules from me and they can contact me by email in between. And during that period, we um, determine the ideal client, the precise niche, the product range, the route to market, all the legalities. And then I'll talk them through the costings um, and the marketing plan. And we do a proper business plan, which... Wow. Um, a lot of people got. So by the time the 16 weeks is finished, they're ready to fly and they know which direction they're flying in. Um, but it's their project. And right. it's as much about the entrepreneur for me as it is about the product. So the product has to fit in, I think, particularly in, in the area we're talking about, it has to fit very much into what their passion and authenticity is as a service provider and their lifestyle and how much time they can devote to it. So all these things are taken into account. Mm -hmm. So that's really how I work. Um, my current program is actually full, mm -hmm. uh, but I'm taking on more people from July now um, for the 16 weeks. So if they want to check out my website, they can have a half hour discovery call with me and talk it through and see if it's something that they're interested in doing. Well, thank you so yes, much no, for sharing job. that. Yeah, no, that's that's great. It definitely has to be the right fit when it's a mentoring relationship Very like much that so. on both ends. So that's excellent that you offer that discovery call. And um, I know that there will be a lot of people listening who are going to set, certainly find a lot of value in what you said and hopefully will want to consider working with you in the future. Good. How lovely. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Melinda Koss, for joining us today and for shedding light on some of these issues that for some people might be a little bit difficult to even face. I know confidence to take that next step can trip a lot of people up, but I just love what you said that, hey, you already took one step. It's just, you just got to move the next step forward. <laughs>
And I just <laughs> love how simple that is. It really truly is. So yeah. thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. Thank you for having me. Lovely to be here. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being here today with us. And thank you again to the wonderful Melinda Cost for sharing all of that absolutely brilliant, brilliant, brilliant wisdom. It is just amazing how we think things are so complicated, but in essence, it really is simple. And sometimes it just takes recognizing that you already have within you what you think you're trying to achieve. You just have to reach back down in there, find what spark it was that already triggered you to take a first scary step and just do it again. For more information about Melinda Koss, you want to head on over to www.melindacoss.com. And of course, if you would like to schedule a free discovery call with Melinda, if you're interested in joining her mentoring program, I have the link for you down in the show notes. I hope you enjoyed today's show as much as I enjoyed interviewing Melinda and putting this together for you. If you did, be sure to like it, subscribe to my YouTube and iTunes channels, and of course, share it with your friends. And the best part is when you come on over to my website at holisticallyhope.com and leave me a comment. Thanks again for watching. Have a beautiful day.